0: good morning it's good to see you here this morning um, <clears throat> that's really pretty much how how life works we're thrown in the middle of decisions and things that we have to respond to and then in the context of handling that whatever family you're in if you grew up you I, yeah, if you grew up in a family I'm pretty sure you did um, but as you grow up in the family as the family deals with decisions and handles trouble and responds to different things going on, there there's a lot of training that goes on there. And today we're gonna look at um, how how to make the most of that training. It's true of families, it's it's true of church families, groups, uh pretty much the people that you have decided to throw your lot in with in life, you've put your heart into it, uh those people that you run with, they're they're shaping you. And so we're going to look at how that happens and if you're a parent, uh, our goal is to help you uh, to make the most of the time with your kids and if not you'll see you'll see some um, ways that values are being shaped into your own life and some values that we want to focus on uh, as we walk through life. Last week, <clears throat> we looked at trouble, basically storms in life, and how we can make the most of those. Those storms, the most of the trouble that comes along. And uh, we sort of concluded with four things. I can make the most of the storms for me and my family by learning to appreciate the outcome of trouble. It's not a native response. Uh, trouble is invasive and we don't appreciate it. A- unless you've walked with God for a while, then you realize he takes the trouble and he makes the most of it. And so we don't appreciate the trouble. But we appreciate what God does in the midst of the trouble. And we don't want to short-circuit the process because there's a process that God takes us through as we deal with trouble uh, every time. And he works through to develop perseverance in us, character, and hope. And we don't want to pull out from under the trouble, but we want God to, to work in us and develop us through it. Secondly, we want to stay inside the boundaries in the middle of the trouble. Stay inside the boundaries because that keeps you out of the ditch. God's given us some boundaries, and we excuse ourselves sometimes in the middle of trouble for busting through the boundaries. But if we stay inside those guardrails, we we stay on the road to, to making progress. It helps us minimize the impact of the trouble and, and not maximize it by busting through those guardrails. Third, we, we want to grow in wisdom. We want to learn from the trouble, what's going on. Uh, so that we don't repeat the same thing over and over again, uh, sort of like Groundhog Day, going through the same thing. And then finally, choosing humility really helps because we're able to admit our part of the trouble, what what we brought on ourselves, and it puts you in position to grow through it and grow from it. <clears throat> Today, we're going to talk about how to pass the torch uh, to our our kids, if you're a parent, or how values have shaped if you're not in a family, um, you know, when the torch goes out on the Survivor TV show, you're you're done. <laughs> you're out of the game. And God has given parents, particularly the assignment to pass the torch on to the next generation. He wants us to build faith and values into our kids to help them really come to know God and grow up in their understanding of him. Uh, common thought in my world growing up, and uh, in our world, I think, is that we, we don't want to force religion on our kids. That was a thought I heard over and over again um, from people as I grew up. You know I, I just want my kids i 'm going to give them a little taste of what I think's right, and then let them make their own mind up when they're a certain age. Can you keep that from happening? <laughs> You really can't <laughs> God has built in us this ability to choose he He doesn't force himself on anyone he he just doesn't do that he He is not you know it's really odd when you're the only one laughing. I was the only one that was laughing at myself, and I apologize for that. Um, I really do, but my point was <laughs> that you can't you cannot force someone. To to make a decision, you you can force them if you have the power and the strength. You can force them to go through some motions, but you can't get to their heart. That's that's the way it is. My thought, and what I think Scripture's saying, what I know Scripture's saying is, as parents, we want to uh, introduce our children to the living God, the one who really exists. So that as they develop a relationship with him, they themselves can begin to experience the blessing of following him. So we're not talking about a religion. I'm not going to force religion on my kids, but I am going to help them get to know the one who has completely made my life good. Because that's that's what happens when you decide to follow God. He, he makes life good. So, my goal has been to introduce them to a real person I know, who is real, and who makes a difference in my everyday life, right here and now. So, we're gonna talk about some things that God wants to go on in the framework of family life. And, uh, if, if you don't have family, I think this is gonna help maybe reflect on your own family growing up or Look at some values that that need to do, be developed and how, how they're developed. First of all, the goal in with our kids is to grow a wise adult who earnestly follows God i I was probably ridiculous in my staying focused on this uh, as as a parent, but we, we our, our son thad was born, and Cindy and I one time we were uh, I, I really know how to ruin a moment. this is a great example of that, but We were, we were looking at him. He was all bundled up in his blanket. You know, he had the soft cheeks and we were admiring our son. And I said, isn't it amazing that someday he's going to have whiskers on those cheeks? It completely, completely ruined the moment. But of course, in my crude way, I was trying to make the point that we have a responsibility here. We've got to raise a man. I mean, he's a baby now, but we've got to raise a man. (laughs) Sorry. That is ridiculous. <laughs> we're having a we're having a rough start here. <laughs> oh, it's been one of those weeks. But um, anyway, following God is is it leads to a life of blessing. Now I've passed it for twenty years, over twenty years, and so that means that I've seen the outcome of choices that people make on, on a on a larger scale. And been at the same place, same congregation, I've been able to watch the, the impact of the choices that people make. Those who take God seriously have found his blessing over time. And as they've, as they've taught their kids to do the same, those kids have grown up strong. And they're not impacted by the things that go on in life. Uh, so we want our kids to follow God, first of all, because it's right. It's the right thing. He made us. It's only right to do what the one who made you says to do. But secondly, because God, since he's good, we sang a song about how good God is at the very beginning. Because he's good, following him makes life good. It's, it's a blessing. It, it really turns out to be the best thing for us. Proverbs 10.1 says, A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son grief to his mother. Uh, to be wise means that you handle life from god 's point of view, and as we do that ourselves, we can teach others to do the same thing it 's not just competence at handling life it 's not we 're not trying to raise good citizens I mean that we do we do want them to be good citizens we want people to be good citizens, but it 's much more than having the skill to get up in the morning, go to work, come home, or whatever We, we want to raise people who obey God from their heart of hearts because they have this desire deep inside of them to do what's right before God. If you raise people that do that, they are going to find the blessing of God over time. And he will help. And the thing about God, I don't know where you are. My thought is, when I hear things, I'm, I'm focusing on Scripture, there's this sense of, "Wow, oh, man, I sure blew it there. I don't know wherever you are. God's a gracious God. He will He, he will. He will take you where you are and move you forward, and he's gracious as well to our kids. But if we're going to raise children who earnestly follow God, they need firsthand experience with God themselves. And so if they're going to want to do this, they need to see God work, and that's that's what the family is about. That's what happens in the church family. We go through the ups and downs, and we see God work through the really good things, And the really hard things. And we watch examples, leaders who choose the right things. And we hang around people who set the pace. And it it really makes a difference. That's what God wants to be going on in our family and in, in our church family here. God's assignment is for parents to train their children in the way they should go. And then we need to do that and pray with everything we've got that they choose to follow God themselves. That's what we're, we're to do. The Lord gives us the training framework in Ephesians 6, 4. It says, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Uh, from this passage, we learn several things. First of all, dads are responsible. If, 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 you're, if the mom spends more time with the kids, the dad doesn't get a free pass. This is a dad's responsibility. Um, so engage. Don't slack in this second thing we learn is, in the word bring them up, there are a couple ideas here. But the first one is that it speaks to the atmosphere. We're to bring them up in a warm atmosphere. Tendency for dads particularly is to exasperate their kids. And it's exactly how it sounds, exasperate. We're able to, to focus exactly on what irritates them. And somehow we get this sick pleasure out of this. Okay, I, This comes naturally to me. To exasperate, it sounds like that. You ever see a kid go? Phew. That's that's what the word means. You're, you're 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 driving your kid crazy because you're teasing them to the point where they're not getting what you're trying to say. Sarcasm does that. It doesn't really help. Kids need a warm atmosphere in which to grow up, like a greenhouse. You need the right environment. For plants and trees to grow. Same thing with our kids. The kids need to know that you love them. They cannot doubt this. They, they can't. If, if they doubt it, then they're going to find someone who does love them or that they think loves them who will use them and lead them down the wrong path. So this is something we need to communicate over and over and over again. If you're a parent, keep saying it. Keep showing it. And keep communicating that kind of love. Bring them up also uh, speaks to a process over time. Be patient. Take your time. Look for patterns in your kids' lives. Cooperate with God as he helps them through trouble and help them experience God in the midst of that. And the training of the Lord speaks to a systematic understanding of God, and and it's laid out in the Bible that way. Um, One of the best ways to gain a systematic understanding is uh, if you have kids, read their Sunday school lessons, or help in Pathfinders. That's a really great way, honestly, to, to gain a systematic understanding because that's what we're laying out in, in the Pathfinders classes. Um, we're, we're laying that out there, and it, it helps you. Get in the Word yourself. Get into the Bible yourself. Try to gain uh, some understanding. We, we're providing, we provide some classes that should help with this as well. But as you learn, you're helping your kids learn. As you walk with God, you're helping them as well. Um, instruction, the word instruction in this passage in in the instruction of the Lord means to show them how to put it into action like a coach. And if you're trying to help people grow in their walk with God, this, this is really what it takes. You have to show them how to put the Bible into action. You have to be setting the example. Um, a coach comes up with a game plan. And so that's what we do as parents. We think ahead. We look at what they're going to be dealing with. And we want to start back here to help them get ready for that. Start thinking about what they're going to face. How do we get them ready? If you wonder about how to get them ready, then ask somebody who's raised kids and done a, done a fine job if they've raised them and ready to deal with what's coming up. as well. It's a framework that as we all walk through life together, we're growing. In our understanding of how life works, how God works in the midst of life and what he's trying to do in us. Next, uh, a home is a live-in workshop. Not a A Home is a list of life and what he's trying to do in us. Next, uh, a home is a live-in workshop. Not a seminar. Sometimes parents want to make home a live-in seminar. And you, you kind of turn out like the wah, 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 wah. And Charlie Brown, you know, all the parents, wah, 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 wah. I've always wondered what Schultz was trying to say with the wah, wah, wah. But uh, if you turn home into a seminar, that's exactly what happens with your kids. But if it's a workshop, you're showing them how to live. Wow, that makes a difference. You, you're really, it is a workshop whether you want it to be or not. You're showing them how to deal with it. And they may be wah, wah, wahing their way through the rest of their life. It's not going to work. But they, they need to know how to handle life. Uh, Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 8 says, These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. In other words, we're to get into the scripture and we're to get it on our heart. We're to know it. Soak it in. Let it be a part of us. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them. On your foreheads, most effective times when my when I that I had with my kids is when they're going through something and I take a passage and I talk about it. What do you think this means for that? We're watching TV. I think, wow, how does that compare to what the Bible says over here? Or I go ape over something that I saw on TV that was not not abnormal in our house, maybe abnormal, but not in our household. Um, Kids learn how to live by watching the family handle life. They learn how to talk to each other, how to talk to other people. They learn about speech. They learn how to handle emotions. They learn how to solve problems. Uh, the last earthquake, Nathan Lewis and I were sitting at a restaurant in Chino Hills. That's where the center of the earthquake was. And we sat there and it hit, foof. And, and we're like, wow, that was a pretty good one, you know. <laughs> and then it kept rolling and we're thinking, should we get up? But we watched a mom go into a frenzy. She just went in, got on our cell phone, couldn't get out. She was freaking out. Her kids, she said, come on kids, we're running, you know. They started running and Nathan said, she's training them how not to respond in a crisis. And that's exactly what she's doing. We, however we respond in the middle of life, we're, we're sending a message to our kids as parents and to others who are watching. Family life is a workshop, not a seminar. A workshop to show how, not a seminar to tell how. Um, We need to explain how the Bible relates to life. If you're new to walking with God, let him speak to you and then share what you're learning with the kids at their level. The key is to impart vision and values. Vision is what my life should count for. I used to always... Try to tell my kids, you know, I I I think you're going to grow up to be a very kind person that is going to really be help people want to know Jesus. I mean, that's that's what I wanted them to do. I wanted them to be people of character, and that's what God wants them to do. More importantly, to be character people of character who really help others come to know Him. So I I'd, I'd talk about what I saw them becoming at their level, whatever level they were at. We need to talk about what's important. We impart vision and values by uh, celebrating the things that are really important. Values, that's what's important in life. As, as your kids do activity, as you have kids, um, they're, they're into all kinds of activities, probably sports, dance, music kind of interests. Um, <clears throat> go nuts over the The opportunities they have to show character and to do the right things I, I i would I would just we would usually on the way home from games, my kids were into sports um, they weren't as much into music, although that would have been valuable i I see now <laughs> they're all done with sports music could have helped, but it's one of those things um, but as as they play you know. You really looked out for your teammate there. That was very kind, what you did. I man. you really helped the team, you know, accomplish its goal by doing such and such. So don't go crazy over the things that they do that are really good. That, that helps. That will impart the right kind of vision and values. Um, kids learn most from their parents' example. You know, they're sharp enough to realize what you put your time and money into is what's most important to you. And so they're going to learn from your example whether you want them to or not. Um, The things you get animated talking about, that you really get excited about, they know that's what you're into. that's, That's your value right there. You're teaching them as problems come up, you're teaching them how to handle problems, how to deal with emotions, how to relate to people, how honest to be. Should I be sort of honest or should I be completely honest? They're learning. They're learning that as they watch you handle things. Um, how real is God? They're learning. Is, is He real enough to determine how I live, the choices I make every day? Is He the the key to parenting? I think is to have a relationship with the real God that makes a difference in your own life, and then share that with your kids. Have a relationship with them where they want to know. Uh, what the God that you know where they want to be into the things that you are. So let's let's talk about the next thing. Shape your child's worldview. This is a role we have as parents and whether we get actively involved in it, we're doing it. And our role as people who have decided to follow God is to really help our children develop their worldview. Worldview uh, world is your interpretive framework for life, how you see life, the glasses that you look through. Um, we all have one of these. It may be a hodgepodge or it may be more thought through. But um, there are two opposite views of what life is all about, two, two complete opposite. The first one is the world's view, um, and we see this through the secular media and education. It comes through all the time. There are some points that will show up on, on the screen that aren't in your outline, but uh, <clears throat> some aspects of this view, this world's view, world view, which is repetitive, I, I understand. But um, we're only higher animals. We're accidents of evolution. That's That's pretty much what the pervasive thought is. In education and in, in media. Uh, second aspect of this is there is no truth about life, only people's opinions. And this is, this is what you're going to get as you get in into, as you're on, watching TV, and as you're at, in conversations at work, probably with people who aren't following God, or uh, as you sort of soak up things from movies. I, I'd like to show you a clip from the Emmys. I think the Emmys were last Sunday night, but I was watching this, and I thought, wow, that, that really is pretty much indicative of this, this worldview that I'm talking about. But it's Tommy Smothers, and most of you probably don't know who Tommy Smothers is, but he was he, the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour. I used to watch it every Sunday night. We'd have taquitos, and then we'd have turnovers. So you can see my I, I really like Tommy Smothers <laughs> because the talk and the turnovers were fantastic. Um, and I thought the show was entertaining. But I want you to listen to what he says. He was one of the writers on the show, really the driving force behind it. He he was left off a list because he was so controversial. He was left off the list. They received an Emmy in 1968. He took his name off the list because he knew they wouldn't get the Emmy. So in this clip which was this last week, he received the Emmy from 1968. But I want you to hear what he says at the end of his speech, his acceptance speech. Oh, there's one thing, just one last thought. And there's one word that exists in every language on the face of the earth, in every society from the time of man began to speak, and the word is truth. It exists in every language and means exactly the same thing. I'd like to remind us what it is. Truth, truth is what you get other people to believe. <laughs> Thank you. He, he's a really funny guy, but he is dead serious there. That's exactly what he believes about truth. And that, that's what you see. In our, in, in our America here is that, uh, truth is <clears throat> what you can convince other people of that will allow you to do what you want to do. That, that's exactly the way we approach it. Uh, so following that, there is no real right or wrong, just different customs. Um, it's another aspect of this worldview. So out of that, you come up with the philosophy, have fun, make up your own life, but be nice and mature. You have no reason to be nice and mature because there's no really moral compass guiding you, but it would really help if you would be nice and mature. God's view in the Bible is completely the opposite of that. Uh, Each one of us is designed by God, and we're more than the animals. If if you're pursuing a relationship with God, these are some of the main core ideas that you find in Scripture, and you can check them out as opposed to the, the world's view. Um, as you go along, these are the things you're going to want to check and see if they line up with reality. But each each one of us is designed by God. We're more than an animal. We can communicate. We, we can think. We can have a relationship with God. He made us. From Scripture, you find that he made us to do that. So we have a high place in creation, high, higher than the rest. Um, there is truth about life. It's in the Bible. It's another it's another main idea that you find out. Um, right and wrong are real, and wrong leads to trouble. <clears throat> so truth isn't just an idea that doesn't really matter, that you can sort of twist and use to your own, your own benefit. But in the Bible, truth is something that either you get in line with or you pri- pay a price for ignoring So it exists whether you believe it exists or not. God, it's basically what truth is, is what God says is real. And so if you line up with the reality as God has put it into play in our world, then you find his blessing. And if not, you hurt yourself. Truth in the Bible and what we learn is is like the law of gravity. Whether or not you believe it, you have to to adjust to it. (laughs) Or you hurt yourself. You cannot fly off of a building. If you try, you're in trouble. So wrong leads to trouble. Right, wrong, or real. And then doing God's will leads to blessing. The right reference point is crucial in life. Crucial. Imagine that you were dropped into the middle of Germany, and you have to make your way to, to Holland. So you parachute in, however you get there. You're dropped in. You have to make your way to Holland, and you're given two maps, and you have to decide which map you're going to use. You you, you don't know this, but on one map, north is north. On another map, south is north, so it's completely flipped upside down. Um, you don't have a GPS. You can't ask for directions. You have to use this map. So you're, you're plopped in the middle of Germany. You've got to figure this out. The two maps have milestones. They have... S- sites that will mark your progress, Uh, but like I said, one of them slipped upside down. If you choose the wrong map, you're going to end up in completely the opposite direction as Holland. You're not going to get there because you have the wrong compass, you have the wrong north marked. Your reference point is crucial, and as parents, we need to give our kids the right reference. We need to show them the right reference point. We need to show them how north is north. Following God gets you to the straightest, on the straightest route to where you want to go in life. He meets your deepest needs. He brings the blessing. He, he makes your life work out so you have blessing right here and now and then on through eternity. He, he makes life good. So that's what we want to show our kids. One last thing uh, to think about. As parents, watch out for their friends, our kids' friends. He who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. Um, this is very important. And this is how values are shaped. You, as you choose your friends, you are choosing your future. This is the same for your kids. So you want to watch. who they, I, I've had friends where their, their children were getting into trouble with some things and with some friends that they were running with to go to drastic measures to disconnect them from that group of friends because it's a very important thing to watch out for because who you run with is shaping who you are. That's true in our families. happens in our families. It's the way God wants it to work in in the church family, so we set the right examples up, we choose to emphasize the right things, and we move forward in the right way. If you believe the Bible but you don't live it, then the world's view is going to infiltrate your kids. If if we live it, the kids will see that it's real. They they will see that. Your relationship to, to the kids, to your relationship to God and to your children is crucial to them adopting the right values and understanding the right reference point. And so that's what we want to do, lay that out for our kids as we move along. Here's some next steps that you could take they're on your outline, they're on the connection card. If you wanna if you decide to take one of these steps, just let us know on the connection card, and drop it in the offering when it comes by. But here's some ways that we can respond to the truth we've heard. First of all, you might want to memorize Proverbs 22.6 or Proverbs thirteen twenty. Um twenty two six is train your child in the way you should go and, and when he is old he will not depart from it. You may want to memorize that. Thirteen twenty is the passage we just read. Uh, it's a good thing to remember who I run with shapes who I am. Um, second step you could take is to learn how to put the truth of the Bible into action yourself and, and to stay after doing that. Get into the Bible, figure out what, how, okay, this is what God says. This is what God says to me. How do I make that? How do I live that out in, in my everyday life, in my own family, in my own work, and whatever? That's a very important thing to learn because in the doing is the blessing. That's, that's where the blessing is. Um, you may want to ask God to help you become, to be or become an example. A good example would probably be the best thing to ask for. We are an example one way or the other. But we, you know, you may want to ask God to help you with that. And then one step you may take is, what, how can I give a vision, the right vision to my kids for their life, what they can matter for? God, I, I want you to help me figure that out. Those are some steps you could take. There may be others that the Lord's laid on your heart as we've talked through this, but let's go to him in prayer. Father, I thank you for <clears throat> the truth that we see in Scripture and how it really does make sense of life. And I pray that you would, as we, as we set out to follow you, God, and uh, do what you've asked us to do, give us the power and the strength and the help to do it so that you would be You'd be pleased and honored, and so that we and and those around us that we influence could be drawn toward you and the blessing as well, and and bringing you the glory. God, pray for your help in this, uh, that you'd give us strength and help and and real power to do life your way. And as we set out to to live, and as we do live, God, may may you be honored and glorified by everything we do and say. And I I pray that you'd raise up a next generation of men and women who follow you and show the world how real you are and how good you are as we live for you, God. We ask for your help in doing this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.